Are you tired of feeling like your finances are a never-ending source of marital problems? Want to finally be able to discuss money with your spouse without it turning into World War III? Well, you're in luck because I've got the perfect solution. On April 6th, I'm going to be doing a one-hour live stream focused on unifying your money and marriage. If you are married or want to be, bring your partner and join me as I give you the first three steps to increase the harmony in your home. Click the Money and Marriage link in the show notes to get your ticket to this one-night event. We'll see you there. Hello and welcome to the Accelerate Your Legacy podcast, where we talk all things money and money mindset. My name is Laura Sexton. I am a trusted financial coach and money mindset specialist. My goal with this podcast is to encourage and inspire you as you set out on a financial journey that eliminates stress and amplifies freedom. Today is the day you stop paying for your past and start saving for your future. If you're looking for more peace in your finances and margin in your budget, you've come to the right place. Hey, hey, welcome back to the podcast. This is April and it is Financial Literacy Month. We're going to be talking about the educational pieces of money, things that you may know on a conceptual level we're going to dive deep into so if you have any questions feel free to click on over to the podcast page on my website accelerateyourlegacy.com leave me a question there tell me what it is you would like to know and i will make a podcast that is based solely around your question just for you and i'll make sure that you are tagged in it today we're going to talk about the four main things that you want to teach your kids about money Look, in my home, we didn't talk about money growing up. Yes, I got to go to private school and I got to see people with a whole lot of money and I got to see people with not a whole lot of money. And I was generally on that lower end side at my school. I was on a massive scholarship. I'm super, super thankful. I love the school that I went to and I got an incredibly good education. And I'm not sure that I I would be able to afford it now if my parents were going now we probably wouldn't be able to afford the tuition. Thankfully, we were at the very beginning of that school and I was able to go there on a scholarship. So things looked really good in my home. I was going to private school. I didn't necessarily have everything that I wanted, but I certainly had everything I needed and I never wanted for anything. I was never pining after things. We we knew early on that I should be content with what I had. I had a lot and I should be thankful for those things. And so maybe there are five key points to teach your kids about money. You definitely want to make sure that your kids are grateful for what they have because that's incredibly important. Growing up, my family always did back-to-school shopping on tax-free weekend. Tax-free weekend was something we did in Texas where it was like two days, 48 hours of no sales tax. And we always took advantage of that. Now we are saving sales tax. At the time it was about 8%. So we were saving about 8%. But when you were struggling, 8% is a lot. When you're buying clothes for a bunch of kids, 8% is a lot. However, what that did for me is it made me hate shopping. Every time I think about going shopping, I feel overcrowded. Now that might just be all in my head that probably doesn't make a whole lot of sense but I hate shopping for clothes especially for myself if I have to go for my kids I want to go in 
get out really quickly, you know, find what I need, get out really quickly because I just don't want to have to deal with it. It's so stressful to me to go shopping, even if it's not on a new sales tax day where everybody is there. I remember one time we went to a shoe store and I was so overwhelmed. I was like, I don't even care. That pair, that pair, that fits me. Great. Let's go. They were the ugliest pair of shoes. They were so bad, but it didn't matter because we went in, we grabbed them, we got out. I was done. I didn't have to deal with it. It's probably a good thing now. I don't want to go sit around and and shop in a store, but I also don't always look put together. So it's a catch-22. Sometimes I'm just like, can I just wear jeans and t-shirt and call it a day? Yep, sure can. Is that my husband's favorite outfit for me to wear? No. Do I wish that I was dressed up a little bit more? Yes, I do. Because money was not abounding and we put such an emphasis on buying our clothes on the tax-free weekend, shopping is not my favorite thing. So why am I talking about some of these things that I grew up with around money? Well, our relationship with money is generally formed in our brain sometime between three years old and seven years old. So your kids are watching you. Does that mean that if you didn't train them correctly between three to seven, that they're never going to get it and they're always going to struggle with money? No, that is certainly not the case. Your kids are going to be great with money because you're being intentional. That's really, really important. I want you to stay intentional, keep striving, keep working, and your kids are going to turn out fine. The other thing I wanted to talk about is when I was growing up, and I talked about this a little bit on the podcast before, my parents filed bankruptcy twice before I graduated from high school. My parents, my mom and my stepdad, um, had to file bankruptcy. And why that's important is I had no idea. Apparently, one day we didn't have a car anymore. And I didn't realize that what that what was happening there was that our car had been repossessed. I had no idea. Because previous to this, my mom had been selling Tupperware and she had earned a vehicle. And so we had this vehicle. And then uh, she missed her quota one day, which is why I dislike MLM so much. Uh, but she missed her quota one month. And so they came and took the car. So I was just thinking that had happened again. I didn't know because we didn't talk about it. You see, I was going to private school and everything I needed. We were doing these shopping trips. I realized that there was a little bit of a struggle with money, but I had no idea what the struggle really was. So when I grew up and I had to do money on my own, I still had no idea what the struggle really was. I felt secure, but I didn't know anything. So we don't want that for your kids. We want to make sure that your kids feel secure, but that they have a great education. This is part of your legacy, guys. Teaching your kids about money, this is part of your legacy. So what are those four things that we want to teach our kids about money? The first thing is that money comes from work. There was a point in time where my four-year-old would shout that out really loud. It was really cute. We taught her money comes from work. Guys, my kids are on commission. They do not get an allowance. They are allowed to live at my house. And there's some chores that they have to do because they live at the house. They make their beds. They clean their rooms. They clean the living room. They clean up after themselves. They put their dishes in the sink. That is all part of we live in this home together. And so we are going to do things to show that we are a family and that we're all in this together. However, there's some things that they get to do on a commission basis. My my two oldest are six and four. So I have to make sure that whatever it is I'm asking them to do is age appropriate. I am not asking them to go out and do hard labor. 
their two chores right now are putting the dishes in the dishwasher away and putting the laundry that I have already folded away. I'm not asking them to do anything very hard, but I am training them slowly but surely to work hard and get paid for it. You see, if we can teach them at a young age that money comes from work, then what we're doing is we're setting them up to be good adults. We're not raising good kids. Our goal is not to have good children. Our goal is to have good, productive members of society that launch out of our home and go forth into the world as good citizens. That is what we are doing. That is what we're striving for. So I want you to teach your kids that money comes from work at a young age so they're not doing this quiet quitting stuff. We don't need them going in and doing minimal Monday, which I think is stealing, by the way. If you go in, yes, you have a, the basics of your job. But if you go into your job and you clock in and then you take a nap, you're stealing from the company. That's absolutely horrible. It's not the way that you should be behaving. We don't want our kids to be those people. We want our kids to be good, productive members of society. So we teach them from a young age, money comes from work. You work, you get paid, period, end of sentence. The second thing that we want to teach our kids is how to spend money wisely. My oldest daughter is a spender. Hands down, she loves to spend money. We went to Five Below one time, told our kids, okay, take the money that you've earned. Let's go spend some. And it was this really fun adventure, but she only had $4. Her younger sister, who is more of a saver, had $6. And so at five below, everything is $5 and below. That's why it's called five below. Her sister could find something that she wanted and take it and run off. But my oldest, she really, really, really wanted a bunch of things. She wanted this, she wanted that. And none of it was $4. All of it was $5. Everything she wanted was $5 and she only had four. And so I told her, I said, hey, you know, we could save our money and come back again next week. You'll have more money. No, I have to buy something. I have to buy something. I need to buy something. I have to buy something. So she searched for the entire store, couldn't find anything that she really wanted for $4. So what she did was she spent half of her money on candy. And that was really not what we wanted. We didn't want her to buy candy. And we had to, you know, tell her, okay, you can buy this, but I don't have to put some of it away. We can't have you going home and eating all of this candy for $2. That would not be healthy for your body. And it would not be healthy for mom and dad's mental state, having her get really sugared up. So she said, okay. And she took her money and she spent it. Well, she wanted to go to Five Below the next day. And I said, you don't have any more money. You haven't earned any more money yet. She's like, well, I have $2. I can go buy more candy. She hadn't even eaten the candy that she had just purchased. But she has this natural desire to spend, whereas her sister has a natural desire to save. It is okay that her children have different tendencies. In fact, it's good. It should be encouraged. Our children are not the same people. They didn't come out of a cookie cutter mold. Yes, both of these babies came out of my body, but they are not cookie cutters. They are not mirror images of each other. They are their own people, and that is a good thing. I think we should encourage our children to spend money wisely. We should encourage them to spend money and not necessarily feel like that is filling a hole in our bodies because a lot of us will spend money because we we feel like we're lacking something. And spending money is a coping mechanism. 
we don't want our children to feel that way. They're going to get a little dopamine hit, but it doesn't need to be filling a void inside their bodies. So teach them to spend, but spend wisely. And teach them that it's okay. We don't want them to feel guilty spending money either. Because a lot of people that I work with, they spend a lot of money and they come to me and they're ashamed of what they've spent their money on. I don't want my children to ever feel shame. So I try my best to make sure that they are spending their money and spending it wisely. But the other thing they need to be doing with their money, point number three, the third thing you need to learn is to save their money. You see, learning to delay pleasure is a sign of maturity. It is very difficult for a little kid to sit down in front of a marshmallow and be told, okay, you leave this marshmallow here and you get two marshmallows later. That study actually has never been duplicated. So I don't know how, you know, how spot on that survey is where, okay, the kids sit down and they look at the marshmallow and they delay pleasure in this short period of time. And they go off to be multimillionaires later in life. I don't know if that study has ever been duplicated. And so I don't know how scientifically significant it actually is. However, I do know that adults that devise a plan and follow it are more satisfied in life than the ones that are flying by the seat of their pants, doing whatever they want, and then showing up to talk with me with massive credit card debts because it felt really good in the moment, but now they're super stressed out. So we want our kids to spend money wisely, but we also want them to save money. Saving money, delaying pleasure, that is a good thing. However, saving money and hoarding it, that is not a good thing. That is not who we want our children to be. We don't want them to be holding on so incredibly tightly because they need it, right? They need to save their money. We don't want that negative feeling there. Another thing that delaying pleasure does for our children by saving, by postponing the purchase, it helps them increase their gratitude for what they have currently. We want our children to be content with what they have in their life, to look around the room and go, oh, I already have all of these toys, so I don't need to go out and spend money and buy more things. I can save up money and buy something, buy a larger ticket purchase. Our children need to learn to do multiple things with their money. They need to learn to spend it wisely. They need to learn to save it wisely. And the fourth thing they need to do is they need to learn to give it wisely. Now, giving money as a child is a little bit of a difficult concept for them to understand because some of my kids are like, oh, I get to give you stuff. I'm going to give you everything. We don't want our children to give away everything and not have enough for themselves. We want our children to give wisely. What does that look like when they're little? My kids right now, they're six, four, two, and new. So what does it look like for them to give? I'm not having them give their money away. We will eventually, when they get a little bit older, we'll talk about tithing and what that looks like and giving money to the church. But right now, we have to find little ways for them to give. And one of the little ways that we give is right before birthdays. We have a birthday coming up. I said six, four, two, and new. My, my three-year-old today, as I'm recording this, will be four-year-old when you hear this. And... Right before her birthday, she has to give away four things. And this can be a very difficult concept, but what we're doing is we're saying we're bringing new things into the home. What we would like to do is give her toys to a little boy or little girl that doesn't have as much as she has. 
doing this, we are putting on their hearts that it is good to give. It is good and kind to give things away. We do this before Christmas as well. If you're four years old, right before Christmas, then you get to give away four toys before Santa can bring you anything. And yes, we do still have Santa in our house. Um, that's going to be an interesting thing that we, we have to talk about next year with my six-year-old. I don't know if I'm looking forward to that or not, teaching her that there's, well, I don't know if anybody's listening. We're going to talk to her about Santa and the realities of the world. This is just one little thing that we do to teach our kids about giving. And I would love it if you have ideas of ways that you can teach your children to give back. Please, please, please get into my DMs on Instagram or go to my website and let me know. I would love to know other ways that I can teach my children to give back. Give of your time, give of your energy, give of your money. These are all things they need to learn, but learning age appropriately. I'm I'm early in this in this uh, teaching era because I was the youngest of siblings and I, I didn't have to teach anyone younger than me. So now I'm in this place of getting to learn and grow with my children. If you have any tips and tricks and you want to teach me, I am open to learning. I would absolutely love that. So just a quick recap, there are four things with money that you need to teach your children. First, money comes from work. And then you need to teach them to spend wisely, save wisely, and give wisely. I'm so thankful that you guys have come and spent a little bit of time with me here today. If there's anything at all that I can answer for you, I am open. I am so excited to be here with you guys. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. I will talk to you again next time. Go make a difference. Thank you for spending some of your most precious resource, your time, working on yourself today. But don't just listen to the show. Implement something you heard. If you found a piece of today's show valuable, chances are you have a friend who will too. So please share this with them. And if you feel led, please rate and review the podcast to help spread the word. Remember, the legacy you leave is not just dollars and cents in a bank account, but the tools, habits, mindset, and reputation you leave behind. If you have questions or need encouragement, send me a DM on Instagram at Accelerate Your Legacy or check out the resources listed in the show notes. I'll be back next week. Bye for now.